0: time to let the good times roll with a balanced diet of sushi rolls in each hand. Welcome to Cooking for My Mother. I'm your host, Yasmeen. And I'm your host, Christina. And today, we'll be talking about sushi and what yummy alternatives you can have if you cannot have the rice and sushi, just like my mom. How about your mom, Christina? Does she like sushi? Yeah, she does. Uh, she, actually, she can eat the
1: rice, so she doesn't have as big of a struggle as your mom. But we normally get vegetarian rolls. And we get, actually, a lot of supermarket sushi. And before anyone gags, most of it is vegetarian, kind of for that reason. <laughs> or cooked, you know? But supermarket near us has, like, a dedicated people to, dedicated to making sushi every day that's fresh. So it's really good. We, we really like, like, a... Um, they have like a s- spicy sweet potato roll that is both can be both sweet and spicy, and then they also have like a brown rice vegetarian roll, which my mom really likes because the brown rice is a little healthier. And then I also like getting like a California roll or a shrimp tempura. My mom, my mom
0: likes sushi, and so do I. How about you, Yasmin? I love sushi. My mom loves sushi too. Before she could when she could eat it so we might just talk a little bit more about past mother and less about what she can eat now because she pretty much can't eat it but I have two things to say about your supermarket sushi I feel like there are some supermarkets the ones that make them fresh daily don't are not that bad so like star market Star Market makes sushi, their sushi fresh jelly, and it's not bad at all. Obviously, you want to go to an authentic place that knows completely what they're doing and can give you a lot of different options, mm-hmm. a lot of more creative options. Like, I didn't know there was a like a Boston Fenway. Is it a Fenway roll? Something like that. Oh, really? Is it? Until there? I went, yeah, until I went to like, there are some authentic sushi places that have like Boston specific rolls they're not really maybe I should stop saying the word authentic because I don't think it's authentic because they put like cream cheese and crab and blah blah Mm. blah in it but they have like Boston local rolls and for those of you who don't know that's where Christine and I are based in Massachusetts and we're just gonna say Boston for now (laughs) but yeah so like I my favorite type of Sushi roll is like with shrimp tempura and crab. I go right into the seafood and I stay there and sometimes I come out for a nice like California roll Mm. or something along those lines. But I usually go straight into the sushi, into the (laughs) seafood. Yeah. But my mom's favorite was the California roll and she likes ones with crab in it too. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's really interesting because most of like what makes sushi so the sushi rice is pretty gluten-y, and that is of all of the rice,s like white rice and sushi rice, that's the stuff that like affects her the most. Basically, when she has rice, she like immediately like falls asleep and crashes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because like a diabetes runs in my family, so a lot of people have high blood Sugar and stuff oh, okay. like that will yeah. make her crash immediately, so she can't really have any of that stuff. Sometimes she'll be bad and have the brown rice option. There are some places that do uh, substitute the sushi rice for the brown rice, not the same obviously, but mm-hmm. she will, if she's feeling bad, she'll eat that.
1: Yeah, I did read that sushi rice has a really high starch content. Like, I don't know if it's the most high of all the rice, but that that's what kind of what holds stuff together so it makes sense i guess yeah that's a reason
0: yeah do you go out to like sushi restaurants a lot you see here's the issue i think i'm the only one in the house who likes sushi oh really ma it's really sad here very sad uh my brother can't stand it my father likes like uh, sushi ritos so like Mm. you know a bigger massive sushi roll I love that too, but basically, but my father's issue is also he doesn't like anything, eating things that are cold.
1: Oh, yeah, sushi's mostly
0: cold. Exactly, so that's his issue, and then my brother just straight up won't eat it. So, when I order dinner, basically, I have to order it for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that, but...
1: uh, yeah I mean, most of the time we as I said we get it from my family gets it from the supermarket, but we also sometimes order it from like Chinese food places like mm-hmm. a singular roll normally mm-hmm. spicy yellowtail because I don't know a very long time ago I was like, I want to try a sushi and, and that's the one I got and so like it was really good, so we just keep getting it. Oh. but we normally don't go out for just sushi even though most people like all the people in my family like sushi because basically, me and my mom kind of forced them all to like it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, my sister and my brother used to not like it, and then we're like, come on, just try it. There's no raw fish in it. It's good. Like, just try it. There's no raw fish. And eventually we got them on the vegetarian roll, and then we could slowly branch into, like, the cooked food one. And me and my sister recently went to, a, a like, a sushi, revolving sushi bar, and she had the raw fish. and I mean, she I think she's had a raw fish before that point, but she liked it. Sushi places with the conveyor belt, I mean, they're not as fancy. That's the other thing with sushi restaurants is most of the time, they're expensive.
0: That's true. That is true. Which is also why I wouldn't really order it for a family of four. Whenever I order dinner for everybody, which just so sadly happens to be every Friday, mm. I cannot <laughs> order sushi for everyone even though I want to because it's like $80. Like, each thing... Each thing is like 20 bucks almost, yeah. I try to stay within the 60 range. <laughs> oh,
1: wow, that's actually that's admirable. That that's a Yeah. You know, four people, $60, that's pretty good.
0: I can do it with Chipotle. Oh, there you go, yeah. Chipotle is the the one. Any like type of Mexican cuisine? There's a place in Jamaica Plain in Boston in Massachusetts called Purple Cactus. I, that place has such lovely intentions, and their food is really good. Yeah. Fresh, daily, all that stuff. But basically, I like eating there too, and that is the other place where I can get $60 for a family of
1: food. Oh, gotcha.
0: Yeah. Or the things I eat are just very small. Mm. Like an unigiri, unigiri, which is like the little rice ball. I love those so much. They're so good.
1: Yeah, those are really... It's really hard to get those around where I am. Mm. But, I mean, I would... If I, no one's if anyone's never been to a conveyor belt sushi place, you should go. They're pretty cool.
0: They're, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There used you to be to one, to in, one in
1: Natick. And, it sadly, it closed in the COVID era. Um, I think because no one was going to the mall, uh, which was very sad. But they would have a conveyor belt, and you'd pay for the sushi based on the color of the plate. But a new place opened, which is where me and my sister went recently called a Kura Revolving Sushi Bar, and it was cool. Let me tell you, they had a conveyor belt carrying around the sushi, but then you could also special order the rolls, and they had a secondary conveyor belt for that, and it would, like, zoom straight to your table. Like, <gasps> it would, like, the their whole restaurant would ding. Like, there would be a ding. And then you're, and they had a tablet on, on your table so you could order stuff. And then, yeah, like, the sushi roll would just, like, zoop. And it would, and it, would <laughs> it would be at your table, and it was. Oh my God, that is so cool! Yeah, and then so you could order like other like other rolls, like you could order sushi, you could order dessert, appetizers, dumplings or something like you could order ramen, you could order hand rolls, which actually hand rolls might be really good for your mom because you, you the hand rolls would some I think some of the hand rolls are just like the the seaweed and like the filling, maybe oh. you the rice. Cause you don't necessarily need the rice to keep it in its shape. Anyway, there's also like a place like this. This place was like really fancy because it had a space to drop your plates into, like your finished plates, and then and then it, the tablet would count your plates. And when you hit like five plates, there would be like a little video of the restaurant's mascot. I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm so sorry, but it's like Mutan Maru and he's fighting his enemies and when you get when you after you've like put in 15 plates into the slot you get a little prize that like comes down from like it's like a the top of the tables they have these like little you know those like balls that you know you used to get uh like you could put a quarter into and you get this like little like this little oh yes ball would roll out and it would have a little prize those and it was pretty and the robot would deliver your drinks a robot, a little robot that would be having a little lo- singing a song, would come and be like, and then it would bring over your water or, or, or tea or or lemonade, whatever you ordered.
0: Yeah, that's sick. It was cool. Oh I'll, my I'll, I'll, Next
1: time we go, well, I'll I'll bring you Yasmin. We could go. Yay! I I Yay. I scooped it out
0: for us. Oh my goodness, good. Because yeah, it, was, that it was, sounds like so much fun.
1: It was really fun. It was a crazy wait. I I was telling you before, but it was, well, we waited ninety minutes. But when we got there, and when I signed up for the wait list, I made the mistake of not signing up beforehand because I didn't think that it would have this big of a wait. I was wrong, but it, they sent me a text being like, y- "Your number one sixty six. There's a hundred and ninety five minute wait. That's like over two hours." I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, what? "We need an exit plan." But the wait ended up being ninety minutes, which is still extremely long. But we were dedicated to getting the sushi.
0: Yeah. It
1: was wow. very cool. Yeah. Well, but um we have like my parent my mom specifically has bought a sushi making
0: kit before, but we never actually made it. Interesting. I have friends who they like pretty much like they're very into like doing everything by hand um one of them is frugal Mm -hmm. so like if she knows how to do it and can make it and find it out how to do it then she'll do it herself if she can buy the sushi rice and seaweed and whatnot then she'll definitely like 100% do it herself Mm -hmm. and so she does that quite a bit and she does a good job and she knows like exactly what she needs to do in order to make it like I would say at least store bought quality Oh, okay. like she does yeah. a really good job. <laughs> like, huh. like I feel like making sushi is pretty complicated.
1: Yeah, like. yeah, it's got a technique to it. You and exactly. you also have to
0: kind of get the right ingredients. Exactly, like the ingredients they matter quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I've never made sushi before, and I really want to watch someone make it. At least start doing that. Yeah. I don't know if I want to make it. But I want to at least start by watching someone make it and seeing the process for doing that. And I really, like, want to, like, appreciate Mm. the effort they go to to make it and stuff like that. And actually, how much was the sushi when you went to with your sister?
1: Well, I mean, per plate, per plate, it was $3.30. But we spent a pretty good amount of money for the two of us. I think we spent, like, $60 for the two of us. So we ordered a few other things like an app uh, an uh, uh, like dumplings and, and a dessert. Um, uh, it was a treat to us okay. for surviving the week, taking care of the dog. <laughs> um, I mean, my well, treat of I course, but... <laughs> yeah. So it it was it was I mean it ended up being expensive, but it was super cool. I would go back. Good to
0: know. Yeah, I Sounds did. Delicious. It was it. Was.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was doing a little research on like. I don't know, making sushi at home, and, like, while doing this research, my dad went to the grocery store, and I was like, you have to get me sushi rice. So I have sushi rice now. But, uh, (laughs) it was interesting, like, I I know your mom can't eat rice, but, like, gluten-free-wise, there's actually, like, a few things you have to, like, make sure of if you want to make sure your sushi is gluten-free. Yeah. And the one that was most interesting to me was apparently California rolls you have to be very careful with, because apparently imitation crab meat contains gluten.
0: did you know that? Yes. Yes, because when I did, for the first time in this podcast, research and found out the same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yes. I was yeah. kind of shocked. They were like, it's
0: like top ten hidden gluten things, and I was like, okay. That's kind of wild. I wonder what makes it, oh my god, do you think there's like breadcrumbs in it? No, I don't dumb. know they Sorry.
1: make it out of some kind of like wheat flour
0: I feel like I I don't know why this is in my mind but oh you know why I have had a po'boy where it was like shredded crab meat and they put like breadcrumbs in it and for some reason now I can't ever look at crab the same way again <laughs> but that's where that image in my mind is coming in because that's now how I think of imitation crab meat isn't that but that's wild that that's how they would do that they put, there is wheat in the thing yeah. and you know think of like crab ragoons like <laughs> that has imitation crab I know in yeah it too. yeah so that's kind of pretty
1: I know it's it's very weird you know it's, it's like basically like fish you know ground up and then it has like a you know the starch and and uh like a little bit of essence to make it taste kind of crabby and I think yeah. a few other things too, but yeah, I was, I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, but they, it was, you know, which I guess makes sense too. They were like, avoid anything marinated in soy, like soy yeah. sauce, anything deep fried because of the cross-contamination and then anything temporal, which like triply e makes sense, but
0: yeah, no, that makes sense. Interesting. That's for all you listeners out there who are super gluten free. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it was it was interesting learning about like what you need to make it because I think the biggest thing you need to make it was the sushi mat. I don't know if you.
0: Oh it. yes, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I have seen it.
1: Yeah, because yeah. like you you like you use it to roll the sushi. Like you could use something else,
0: but like it might cut, turn out kind of wonky.
1: Yeah. That was like the biggest thing, and then ingredient wise, it isn't too many ingredients, but you need to know what you're looking for, like the sushi rice
0: right can be
1: expensive in grocery stores though i i've you know originally like i don't know i feel like five years ago you wouldn't have really seen like sushi rice or like for example seaweed in grocery stores but now i i see it i like it's like i feel like a very like a normal thing to see now which is kind of interesting to me
0: yeah oh my gosh christina can i tell you when i was little There used to be a Supermarket 88, which is like an Asian supermarket, Asian food, like supermarket. Mm. I believe that's what it was called. Um, this was so long ago, please don't at me. And basically, when I go back in my mind and see the evolution of how they tore down that store, built condos, and a movie theater, and all these mad expensive fancy places I'd never be able to live in, right where the supermarket stood... It's just amazing about the evolution of infrastructure. Completely changed the topic of this podcast. but That's wild to me. Mm-hmm. But yes, I miss that that they I miss that that there used to be like supermarkets that specialized in stuff like that. And I don't really see it in my supermarkets. Actually, no, I see seaweed a lot, like a little like seaweed snack packet.
1: Yeah, like but not Stop like the Shop. We, yeah, we don't we, like you we want like the 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 like rectangular things uh yeah i think i i looked it up and it could be called seaweed or sushi nori
0: yeah nori yeah but no i don't really see that type of stuff in like stop and shop which is the massachusetts version of a grocery store mm. but it's just very interesting for to me i had a coworker who at my last job who once gave me a honey oh my god what was it called honey barbecue chips honey not honey barbecue chips, but they were like honey butter chips or something like that. Mm. Mhm. Chef's gets beautiful. Beautiful flavor of chip that you don't find at your local American grocery store. And I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. yeah. A little better. <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh I miss that. Have you ever and been to it's ch- interesting? yeah? Uh have you ever been to H Mart? No. I-, I But I heard know. about it. Is it in is it a Cali
1: thing? No, I mean, well, I don't know. They might have a lot more out there. But there's one in Cambridge and and
0: Burlington. <gasps> oh my god, that's where she got the chips from. Now that now that you mention it, ah. she has, she was, that's where she got those chips from. No, um, I have not been there before. I did not know there was one. Well, I did know there was one in Cambridge, and I'm just now remembering that, but
1: yeah, it's I've in, not been to that one. It's in Central Square. I... I- According to my friend who lives near there, there's parking. I've I've never I've never ventured there because,
0: it's a central
1: square. Like it, you know, if there's no parking, <laughs> I'm never gonna find parking.
0: <laughs> exactly. But, uh, oh my goodness, Cambridge is a wild place, you guys. Wild. Yeah, I'm just I've kidding. not I've really spent that much. Like thirty minutes wandering around Cambridge trying to
1: find parking.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No parking. Half of it's Harvard. Half of it's MIT. Yeah. Not that's a drama. Of that, <laughs> but that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you walk out of Harvard
1: and and you know two blocks later you hit MIT. Yeah.
0: That's pretty like uh, much a fact. <laughs> yeah, they're one zip code away from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not that far. One apart. number. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was
1: looking up like apparently. You could buy seaweed and sushi rice, like, in in grocery stores. But apparently, like, H-Mart slash, like, Amazon, you could buy, like, really big packages of them for, like, really cheap. I was just curious if you ever had it. Like, if you ever went to that store. I've been to, like, another Asian grocery store in in Brookline. uh, But it's specialized in Japanese (gasps) groceries. I think it was called, like, something Tea House. Started with an M. Oh. Mariachi. Uh, Japanese food and deli, yeah, mar- mar- uh, I'm saying it terribly, and I'm so sorry, but it's very cool, it, it's a cool place to go if you want to, like, look at, um, like, look for a Japanese grocery store, support a local business, if you're in Boston, <laughs> oh. but, uh, yeah, it's in Brookline, it's a cool place, mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten things from there, like, a sesame oil, I got for there for pretty cheap. So I I would imagine that places like H-Mart, too, have similar stuff for pretty cheap. You can get, you know, Japanese snacks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I did read, also, just speaking of ingredients generally, you know, like, if you were to make your own sushi and wanted it to be gluten-free, there is one brand of imitation crab meat that doesn't have any wheat. That's called, like, Trans Ocean.
0: Hmm, interesting. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, there was others that, um... I think existed, but they they didn't call themselves imitation crab, you know, because they were like cod or
0: something. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Think about it. You think you're eating at least imitation crab meat, but it's really just cod. So, like, it shouldn't even be called that. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting.
1: And I mean, it was the same with, like, soy sauce. You have to make sure it's gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Which I, I I guess I forget how many things like natural flavors and stuff get added to things that make it not gluten-free but like rice vinegar they were like oh it's gluten-free unless it's made with like malt vinegar or flavorings that are not gluten-free
0: and i was like oh "Hmm." isn't that crazy yeah but there's a i mean
1: i think as you were saying before there's a lot of fillings for uh sushi you know there's a lot of combinations
0: oh my gosh let's name all of them (laughs) maybe not all of them we cannot name all of them we cannot name all of them okay let's do you have a top five how about we just go straight into the, our top five
1: okay so my top five i i'm gonna say in no particular order because i don't have enough brain capacity to i will also i just like all my top five I, I like sushi generally so I, I don't really have a non-favorite but i really like spicy yellowtail that was one of my first favorites i really like caterpillar rolls like uh that's something that I've been recently having but it has like cooked salmon or or tuna in the roll and then it's covered with like avocado on top of it and those are really good. I like a shrimp tempura. I think I mentioned that before. That's a really good roll. I like I think like a general tuna maki roll is is really good. I I think that's like four and I really liked I when I was at that place I got a new sushi to me, and it was, like, salmon yucco, and that was really good.
0: Ooh! Hmm, that sounds good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then I'm gonna do a special bonus point. I know it's not a sushi, but, um... Honorable mention. Honorable mention of tariyaki, T-A-R-O-Y-A-K-I. It's, like, little octopus, fried octopus balls. Oh,
0: yes! The... uh. Super Those good. Those are so good, yes. I got yes. them, like, for yes. the first
1: time a, a little – not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago. And now, anytime they're on a menu, I try to order them because they're delicious. They're so good. They just have, like – I don't know. The most interesting – they just are just so, like – they're, like, crunchy on the outside, and then the inside is just, like, you know, not, not crunchy at all. It's just, like, all, like – I don't even want to say smooth, but it's just, like – Or mushy, but because that makes it sound bad. It's like really, it's 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 just such an interesting combination of just like crunchy and then just like smooth. Mm. Really good.
0: Okay, okay. What's your top five? All right, I have this thing where I love things that I shouldn't be eating, Mm. aka cream cheese. So all I'm telling you right now, I also love spicy mayo. But all of the rolls that I'm about to mention probably have some thing along those lines. Oh, yeah. I should mention, (laughs) almost all the rolls I mentioned have a
1: spicy mayo on it. Yeah? Yeah. I have, like, a spicy mayo just adds something. Like, chef's choice, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, number five, spicy tuna roll. Number four, California roll. Number (laughs) three... Number three is a boston roll like a fenway roll i don't know i've heard a lot of variations of the name sometimes they have cream cheese in it sometimes they don't it's mm-hmm. like avocado cucumber sometimes shrimp sometimes crab something like that what number am i at Two? Oh, i think you're at three because what'd you say
1: california you said that spicy tuna
0: spicy tuna california shrimp tempura shrimp tempura all right yeah you're at three and then the rainbow rolls the ones where they like put avocado in it and sometimes they have like little fish eggs in mm, like the mm-hmm. roll like they cover it with like salmon the ones that are really pretty i like those and then i really like a fillet roll and then all of the fancy ones that are like you don't really see mm. maybe they have eel in it maybe they don't and you have the dragon rolls yeah yes yeah, stuff like that all that fancy stuff love that too those are all of those are, an, are are an honorable mention In fact, I don't even think you can go wrong, man. It's just uh, delicious. And if my mom could eat sushi, I'll say her top five as well. All right, go for it. So the number one, we'll do like three. So (laughs) our number one is a California roll, Because she doesn't like, she doesn't, she's okay with raw seafood. That's not the issue. It's like you were mentioning earlier. She wouldn't go to the supermarket and get seafood, raw seafood roll other than unlike me who's gonna like dive right into it she uh <laughs> she <laughs> will not but her favorites are similar to mine she really likes the california roll she really likes the spicy tuna roll she really likes the rolls with salmon in them she likes the maki she also likes the maki which is like the salmon on top of the rice and then uh she will not eat anything fried Hmm, and my last one for her, as I keep mentioning in different episodes, she really likes veggies, so she probably would love the Boston roll as well, but, like, you know, not with all the stuff that I like in it, all the stuff she likes in it, like the veggies, like the cucumber and the avocado and maybe some shrimp, but not really, but, like, you Mm -hmm. know, all that stuff. That's the stuff that she really likes. I, it's very interesting, we're, like, the opposite. I want all the things that are... That uh, could make me sick. I just want to <laughs> go, like, try anyways. And then she likes <laughs> to play it safe. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. Huh.
1: Yeah, my mom... Yeah, I, I think I really said her top three before. But her top three would be the that sweet potato roll I mentioned. The spicy sweet potato roll. Ooh. The brown rice vegetarian roll, which has, like, cucumber and avocado in it. Because that one's, like, super, super healthy. And then I would say... And number three would be – see, that one's hard because normally, when you know, she'll, she'll eat things because, like, I'm getting them because I'm like, I want something different because, like, those top two are, like, really top two, like, what she gets. If she was getting sushi, those would be, like, the two. Mm-hmm. Maybe for three, I'll put California roll because that used to be a pretty big staple, but – and I think if she was, like, didn't have the top two that she might go for that, but, yeah. All this talk about sushi reminded me that I've also been to a place that was, like – A sushi buffet called uh, Minato in Framingham and that that place was pretty good too. It's like a buffet so you just you pay and you eat however much you want but they have general like hot entrees that would be considered probably just like pan-Asian because it's both Chinese and uh, Japanese. Uh, Korean isn't really included or Thai. They also have sushi rolls there too where they just like prepare the sushi rolls and then and then put it out for people to grab. And so, mm-hmm. that place is pretty cool, too, for the uh, buffet, sushi buffet. Yeah. Things going on. But, uh
0: I mean, the problem, have you ever been to a sushi buffet? No, I have not. It sounds really cool, and it sounds like I would never leave the place, and then my family would force me to leave. Probably, yeah. But it sounds like fun. In fact, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't even remember the last time I've been to a buffet let alone a sushi buffet, like a buffet in general. Like, I feel like they are now no longer existent. Because if you really think about it, like... And I'm not just thinking about, like, in terms of COVID and what happened during COVID, but I feel like I don't want to be around people who... I think I just want to be around people less now that we are still in... You know, I just, like, I don't want to say after COVID because we're still in a pandemic but it's just weird i don't i don't know i don't feel comfortable going to buffets anymore the idea of a buffet and like maybe they didn't even claim your table maybe i'm just being paranoid but you know that's how i feel well yeah it's just a little crazy you know
1: yeah it's a it the, other, the problem with buffets is, one, it's hard to maintain a good quality buffet. It's just, like, much more difficult to, like, have something, you know, sitting out on a buffet line for a certain amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep that quality up. You know, it's like when you're going to a wedding. Wedding food necessarily, like, if you were to order it versus if you were to get it, like, because it's, like, an event catering food, it's just the quality is going to be different. But add to that that, like, buffets also are, like, not very good for people with allergies or restrictions because people can do whatever they want, which is not always good. Actually, it's yeah. quite bad because exactly. people will just dip spoons into different places or just use the same thing for other things,
0: you know? Oh, you know Cross contamination
1: oh. is very real in buffet spaces.
0: <laughs> exactly. They're not even safe for you, listener. I don't want to trash buffets, but not e- like the idea is, uh, You realize that all of those things could happen and it's just like, maybe I shouldn't be going to a buffet, you know what I'm saying, where you could easily, like, it takes like one, for some people, it takes one teeny-weeny cross-contamination and they're, like, in the hospital or, you know, dying.
1: Yeah, yeah. You would definitely would not go to a buffet if you're at that level, for sure. (laughs) Exactly. From, like, reading, especially stuff for this podcast, since your mom is gluten-free and and reading, you know, the blogs of, like, gluten-free foods. It it seems like most people who uh, suffer, at least from celiac disease, uh, treat gluten in a very similar way. Probably understandably so, since uh, they become in in a lot of pain normally from from eating gluten. But, uh, yeah, restaurants can be tough.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting how the... I feel like I know a lot more people who are gluten-free now than, like, before. Once I, like, since we started going to, like, school and college, that's when I really realized that there are a lot of people with, like, celiac and who, like, are gluten-free. And so I know some people do gluten-free as, like, a dietary, like, trend. And I'm not saying that those people are bad or whatnot. I know, but the increasing amount of people who stay away from gluten is kind of interesting and scary. And also... As the awareness or as more people become gluten free, I see the more awareness to have of restaurants having gluten free items on their menu.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's important.
1: Similar, I think, with like dairy free. I know that isn't the title of this episode, but I mean, I've never before seen there's like before you. I didn't even know what almond milk was. Now in the grocery store, there's like a full like several sections filled with almond milk soy oat, malt and like various types and like different flavorings and and dairy-free creamer and and lactate and and like all these things i'm like okay yeah i wonder if our ancestors just didn't notice if they just didn't really know any better or maybe they just avoided it of their own accord
0: maybe that's a good question i
1: don't know like well i'm very thankful to modern medicine but it 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 would be interesting to know if like in I don't know Victorian times if people were gluten free. Well, I'm assuming this disease you know isn't recent, but if they had yeah. celiac disease and just didn't know it, that's a good question.
0: I wonder that now too. It it'd be interesting interesting to know. Yeah.
1: Like obviously people had like bee allergies and stuff like that. I think that that's been around for a while. So right. Dairy allergies existed too. It, it just it's interesting. <gasps> It'd be interesting I guess to look into. When those You things know what start I learned up.
0: today? What? I was watching Out to Wired. They were doing one of their episodes of they were doing gut support. And I learned that several several people over time become lactose intolerant just through like time and you're born with the ability to digest milk as breast milk, right? Mm-hmm. And then you lose the lactose the lactose all over time and so and it affects a lot of communities of color so and I just found that really interesting because I never realized it but several of my well not several of my friends but like of all my friends who are people of color I am the only one (laughs) who's lactose intolerant but it's I just found it interesting like over time like it really affects people uh communities of color where you just lose the lactose that mm. helps you digest dairy. And, yeah. you know, to be honest, we could probably have an entire podcast about <laughs> about different milk alternatives and which one's the best. And just, we should just drink different milks and see which one's the best. Because I, I personally strive. One time, for several weeks, I made my family go to the store and we picked a different milk each time a different really wow dairy free milk each time my brother got so mad at me that we have now settled on almond milk so my plan completely backfired but i strive to find the da- the dairy free milk that tastes the most like whole dairy milk <laughs> that is my number one goal is cuz oh, i just love yeah. that like milky taste uh, yeah, I have not gotten very close and the family has now settled on almond milk and I'm not allowed to do yeah, that Yeah, we'll
1: have to I, I have ideas, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, sushi?
1: Yeah, sushi's, um, awesome. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. If you don't like fish, like, my aunt, for example, doesn't like fish. She just hates it. hmm You could eat vegetarian sushi. Oh, just, yeah. Or just, like, there is, like, for example, when I was at the um, sushi place, they had this like limited quantity thing that had beef in it. I think it was like Whoa. barely seared beef. Like, well, it was like a nigari, you know. So you know how like normally they have like the rice and then the raw fish over it.
0: Instead yeah. of raw
1: fish, they had wagyu beef on top of the rice.
0: What? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, uh, I know. I've never
1: seen a sushi like that. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, they had. Ugh. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was good. Honestly, it was. It was good. Christina, I you
0: and I should take a trip and find the country that best does dietary restrictions. Oh, that you know—that's tough. It is very tough. I wonder, just because I just wonder, man. I wonder a lot of things. Yeah, I'm constantly thinking. It's both a blessing and a curse.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. There's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of different things out there because a lot of Asian cuisines don't have a lot of milk in them but i would actually also say indian is a good one too because they at least in their hindu population which affects some of their food choices i I know there's a very big muslim population there as well they do a lot of different almost fasting of sorts where they could take out salt and and obviously they don't eat any beef but they could be fully vegetarian or not or etc with like very little changing of their recipes
0: You're absolutely correct. That's true.
1: But I feel like my... my, We'll have to do some tests because yeah maybe, like, for example, I've had Ethiopian a a while ago, but it was honestly so good. But I wonder, like, you know, there's not, I think, a lot of, I guess, exposure, especially maybe where we are for, like, African cuisines, Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
1: Like, Caribbean, Mexican, etc. have a lot more exposure than, than those necessarily... Who types yeah. you? so it'd be interesting to see their ability to accommodate different dietary restrictions but topics for another day
0: all right well what do you recommend for the people christina
1: hmm what i recommend for the people i mean if you're wanting a, a healthy affordable lunch i would say go to your local supermarket and get like a vegetarian or a california roll or a sweet potato roll because i feel like not only is it healthy but it's also delicious and it's not like crazy filling but still makes you like full and so that's what i would recommend and then sushi places are hard but if you're gonna go to like a restaurant i don't know if i maybe spend more money uh, if not uh just to make sure you know you get good quality uh because raw fish is no joke (laughs) you don't want to be eating something that might make you sick how about
0: you you guys mean I recommend for the people to be careful of imitation crab meat, but also just go to your local restaurant. I'm a very expensive person, so (laughs) (laughs) I just say just go there and, you know, take a nice time to relax and appreciate the food and all the hard quality that goes into making it. Restaurants are important. We learned that during COVID, so... Mm going out there and appreciating all the hard work that it takes to make sushi and sushi is super good yeah and yeah. pretty much like dietary friendly for the most part if you can avoid certain things anyways yeah that's what i recommend Woo! <laughs> yeah
1: yeah okay well with that we've come to the end much everyone for listening to the Cooking for My Mother podcast please give us a follow on Instagram at Mother podcast and <gasps> rate us rate us yes rate us if you can five stars follow us on your wherever you get your podcast and uh, send us an email or, or you know co- give us a little comment or share a recipe whatever you want at our email address cookingformymother at gmail.com I'll link both the Instagram and the email in the description of the podcast. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.